listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have Carmelina joining us. Uh, welcome, Carmelina. Thank you, Jason. How are you? Not too bad. Now, Carmelina, you're normally sitting on the host side of the program here, but today yeah. you're going to be presenting a message for us. So it's a little bit different. <laughs> and it's good to have you back. You've been a bit sick this week. So yes. um, I missed you yesterday because I had to uh, do your program <laughs> with David Maxwell. I definitely missed that too. <laughs> but uh, it's good that you're well enough to be back with us today. So yes. Thanks for joining us. Now, uh, today we're talking about what is love on yes. Connecting the Dots. And, and our program, Connecting the Dots, is really about, uh, I guess, less of um, you know theologically trained people presenting and mm. more of lay people presenting their experiences and their understanding of, of their faith. And mm. so today you've uh, chosen this topic, What is Love? Would you yes. like to give us just a bit of a background as to how you came to uh, this presentation? Absolutely. Well, about three years ago, I was asked to speak at a women's ministry here in Tasmania. Um, and it was a great weekend. And the topic was transforming grace. And so I was like, okay, grace, what's grace? Or love we don't deserve. So I thought, oh, let's talk about love. And I thought, where else would you go but the love chapter in First Corinthians 13? Yeah, that's the one that's often quoted in weddings. Absolutely. So I feel like, um, and then, so yeah, what I did was I broke the chapter down and I presented it at um, Women's Ministry. And then following that, I decided to run it. I readapted the message and I ran it as a Bible study through our church, um, Women's Only Bible Study. And then following that, uh, this year I was asked to preach a sermon at Matavera Church in Rarotonga, um, which is where my mum's from. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I adapted it into a sermon. <laughs> um, so this um, uh, presentation has been through a couple of different variations you can say mm. and, um, and now today, it's going to be a radio it's going to be a radio <laughs> program so um, you know if it ain't broke <laughs> um, keep so, doing it yeah, keep doing it um, there you go yeah absolutely awesome well um, we'd like to remind you today our show number zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. That's the number you can get in touch with us if you've got questions, if you've got feedback, or if you'd like to claim our free book offer later in the program. That's the number to use zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And uh, of course, all of our episodes of Connecting the Dots are available on the Faith FM website. So last week we had Tamika Spalding presenting Go See What You Have. And it was a great um, little study on the feeding the 5,000, the story uh, of uh, Jesus feeding the 5,000. And so you can go back and have a listen to all of our past episodes that we've done this year uh, on faithfm.com.au or you can download the Faith FM Australia app. And I know many people are doing that and you can listen wherever you are, even if you are outside of um, radio reception. As long as you've got mobile phone reception, you can use that app to listen to our programs both live and also the past programs after the event. Mm. So uh, let's uh, 
begin our discussion. Yeah. What is love? What is love? What a question. Um, and I will say when I first preached this topic, I was waiting for anybody to respond with, baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> but and, no, it didn't happen, but that's okay. Um, so I found um, as a young person and also um, a ongoing single person, um, the topic of love is one that comes up quite often. Um, in youth events and such. And I've also found that it has been preached a lot. I've heard a lot of sermons regarding 1 Corinthians 13. And also, as you mentioned before, it is the most common chapter that is quoted at weddings. Mm. Um, it's about finding your significant other, how to succeed in relationships. Um, but it's very rare that it's actually um, focused on yourself, I guess you can say, and what love is. Like, we don't tend to sit and ponder I guess. Mm. What is love? And I think this chapter was probably never really written in the context of a, or directed to, you know, people getting married, but no. uh, it's where it's often used. So. Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting to study this in from a different perspective. Yes, and that is my goal for today. So when I was a younger person, I used to take piano lessons, um, believe it or not. Mm. And when I used to really struggle with a certain section, a technique my teacher taught me was to start at the end. Start at the um, very last bar and then work backwards. Mm. So learn that bar and then get to the second last and then go to the, to go to the end and then the third last and you keep going until you finish the section that you're stuck on. And then usually you've done it over and over again that, mm. um, yeah, the amount of repetition that you, you understand it a bit more. But I always found that um, if you need a, a fresh perspective on something, look at it upside down. Mm. And um, you tend to get some some new things coming out at you, which you don't usually expect. So we're going to start at the end of um, our chapter today, yes. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And I guess we'd encourage you, if you've got a Bible handy, yes. um, of course, if you're driving, don't do this. <laughs> yes, uh, please be careful. But uh, if you're at home and you've got a Bible handy, uh, we'd encourage you to pull it out and open it up to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And uh, this is the chapter we'll be looking at today. Absolutely. But before we start, um, let's just have a quick prayer, if you don't mind. Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being with us today. And uh, as we read your word, we ask that you give us insight and understanding. Lord, we pray for our listeners today that uh, they also hear from you through this program and through your word as we open it and read it today. In your name, Amen. Amen. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and today I'm going to start with verse 13, which um, if you were to break this um, paragraph or this whole chapter up into, and you looked at it a bit structurally, and you looked at it um, with a bit of an objective view, um, you could see it's actually got a outline of what you could say an academic view of it. So it has an introduction, has a main body, a concluding statement, and a um, a final statement, um, a concluding paragraph, sorry, and a final statement. So our very first verse we're going to start with is First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse thirteen. And this is the final statement. Yes, concluding statement. If you were to construct an argument or something like to 
for a presentation. This is the thing that you want everyone to take away. Mm. This is what you want everyone to remember from if they your forget, talk. If they forget everything else, <laughs> yes. take away this point. This is the point, <laughs> and we're starting with it today. Mm. So do you mind reading that for me, Jason? It says, And now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Thank you. I think I inserted the word things there. It just says, and now these three remain. Yes. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the message is still the same. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So, based on this verse, what is love? Well, it's greater than faith and hope. <laughs> yeah, which is a bit, um, you know... Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's not something that we would expect. Even the, you know, the presentation you did a few weeks ago, Jason, on what is faith. Yeah. I'm kind of bouncing this title off that. Mm. Um, so from if faith, which you described as being such a fundamental part of our Christian walk, um, is not as great as love, mm. then what is love? What mm. is the fundamental parts that, you know, what is it about love that's so important um, I guess we're going to try to find out today. Absolutely. And so from these verses, you can see that, well, it's greater than faith and hope. It is the greatest of the three. Mm. And it's important. So, And the faith and hope here is referring to our faith in God mm. and the, our hope in God. And I'm guessing here then the love is also our love of God. I guess so. That would That's where you could tie the two together mm. and it would make sense. So, as this is the final verse of the chapter, um, it is a topic of importance and it is showing that greater than our faith, greater than our hope, um, that is our love for God. And mm. also, I guess, the love God has for us in mm. that mm. same way. Mm. Absolutely. We've got a question for you this morning. What is your picture of love and where do you think it comes from? Perhaps uh, you've had an experience before, or perhaps you've got a Bible verse you'd like to share with us that we could read. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you today. This is a live program. We'd love to share your story today. What is your picture of love, and where do you think it comes from? Text us in today on 0488880891. We're going to take a short break, and this uh, song is called My King is Known by Love, and that is so true. God is certainly known by love. Authority for kingdoms as far as eyes can see. In royal robes, they rule from thrones, waging wars, they overthrow thee. And call it victory. My king is known. Name and the power. 
Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with Carmelina Bacchino on the topic of, is of, oh dear <laughs> me, I didn't do that very well, did I? We're talking on the topic of what is love, and uh, before the break we asked you a question, what is your picture of love, and where do you think it comes from? We'd love to hear from you today, it's a live program, we'd love to share your thoughts on air today, which we can do if you text us in, text us on 488 891. What is your picture of love and where does it come from? Now, Carmelina, um, before the break, we were looking at the end of Corinthians chapter 
First uh, Corinthians chapter thirteen. Yes. And you talked about the fact that we have a uh, concluding uh, paragraph normally, and then a, a final statement. And we looked at the final statement. Yes. Which was, and now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Yes. And I'm guessing next we're going to look at the concluding paragraph. Yes, absolutely. So the concluding paragraph of an argument is usually where you're trying to um, put in a point that hammers home the importance of love. Mm. And um, here we're going to be reading from First Corinthians 13, verses 8b, so the end of a. Uh, verse 8 to uh, verse 12 and we're going to just unpack it there is a lot in there but um, I think it's got a lot that we can learn about love as well it's ten. Mm. It's usually a verse people tend to skip over as well because mm. it can be quite confusing but I do have a way that we can hopefully understand and grasp it better. Um, do you mind reading that for me please? Yes so this is the second part of verse 8 But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we will see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Thank you, Jason. So from these verses, what is love? Well, you're going to have to unpack that for us, Carmelina. (laughs) I was going to say, it's a bit hard to tell. Mm. So this section, as a concluding paragraph, is used to write the finalised, to finalise the statements made by the writer. And also to help gain this, um, the perspective of this section, I have a few questions. Um, If you don't mind, Jason, you're my main person I have to interview. Sure. So what was your picture of love when you were a child? Well, I think... um the the sense of security, mm-hmm. um, you know, hugs, yeah, hugs <laughs> things yeah. like that, um, uh, touch, you yeah. know, being uh, being um, yeah connected, I guess. Yeah, mm. very good. And now, could you compare that to what your picture of love is now? Yeah. Okay. I think as I've grown up, um, I consider love more as being a choice mm. uh, and an action, yes, than just purely nice, fuzzy, warm feelings. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of people would agree with you on that one. And so, what I have a question is: What picture do you prefer? Look, both I think mm. are, are important, you yes. know, because I think if I, I think if we entirely forget about our feelings, um, uh, then you know we've missed part of the picture of love. Because yeah. when we know we are loved, it feels good, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. But if we uh, but if we only relied on that, then sometimes love. Uh, is challenging. Mm. You know, married relationships aren't always easy. No. <laughs> and so love is not always just a feeling, you know, of, of uh, warmth and comfort. So I think it's really important to have sort of that 
more complete picture. Absolutely. Now, I'm not sure where you're going with that, but yeah. I hope I've answered adequately. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I just want to relate that to a couple of the questions. I'm so sorry. You're right. Um, so I now want to reiterate that with what was your picture of God when you were a child? Ah, okay. Yes. Mm. If you had Perhaps one. Perhaps <laughs> my picture of God was a distant creature in the sky. Mm. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's know? fair. I can definitely say mine was very much like, he's up there, yeah. not here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like a, f- a big and mighty thing yeah, powerful, that yeah. was far away, like mm. not, not close. Mm. And I guess comparatively, what is your picture of God now? Mm. Well, yes, my picture of God now is one who wants to save us, to love mm. us. He loves us so much that... Um, He'll do anything to call us back to him and to have a relationship with him. Yeah, and my question to that one, which picture do you prefer? Well, in that case... <laughs> the second the one, second hey. One. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Mm. And I want, to, I want to ask these questions. I know they're quite personal, but thank you so much for answering them. Um, and um, because I want to relate them to verse 9, which says, For we know in part and we prophesy in part. Mm. So there are parts to love that we know about, mm. much like we do with God. But when we only know something in part, there are areas we don't fully understand. Mm. If we know anything in part, that means there are gaps in our knowledge, which have the potential to be filled with information that can distort mm. our view of the truth. Mm. So I like to think of it, I, I like to use this analogy of a rumor. So we hear one story on top of another. But there are gaps to the knowledge of the story. You know, there's gaps that need filling. And in the end, our minds like to fabricate what we think to believe is reality. And in turn, it impacts our perspective and view on the matter. And then if you look again at verse 10, but when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. Mm. So when perfect understanding comes, or, or perfect understanding of love comes into the picture, the imperfect ideas we created leaves. Mm. Um, and It's interesting that in this version yeah. uh, that we read earlier, it says, but when completeness comes, yes. it's interesting that that word perfect is not um, mm. always translated that way. And yeah. uh, I guess if you added the two together, when perfect completeness comes, mm. uh, it's like a full maturity, a full understanding or yes. a... Of a complete understanding mm. of what love is. Yes, mm. absolutely. And um, I like to look at it also as if you're having an argument over a simple fact that could be easily Googled. The moment you Google that answer, uh, the argument is settled. You know, you can't always argue with a fact. Mm. At least sometimes, sometimes we can't. Um, you, you, um, you were going to share about this analogy of gossip. Um, yes. I, I, I'm not quite sure. Did you fully unpack that? I unpacked it. Um, oh, no, not fully. Sorry. Um, you're absolutely correct. And it was same to do with gossip, I guess. So when we know something in part, as I said before, um, it it's what almost fuels gossip because gossip is just fragments of stories that people Mm. tend to fabricate what they think is correct. Yeah, it may not be the full story or it might not even be the full truth. Yes, but um, when we actually hear the full story from other people (coughs) and the people who are involved in that gossip, like when we actually Mm. hear all the sides of the story, there's no reason to believe the gossip anymore because Mm. the truth has come out. Well, with the hopes that they told the truth, but yes. It's always good to go to the source. Yes, always go to the source. Instead of sharing half-truths. 
Mm. Yeah. So this can also be related to our certainties, our uncertainties about God and about love. Mm. So we, um, as we're children, putting back to the analogy we had before, what was your picture of love as a child? What was mm. your picture of God as a child? We don't fully understand those things as children. We have childlike brains. Mm. Um, but as we become adults, we start to understand these things fully. And, um, well, it's m- more fully. More fully. <laughs> yeah. It's I- almost impossible to fully understand <laughs> yeah. these things as adults. Because I think we won't fully understand. I th- don't think we can fully grasp um, mm. God's love for us. And it's a very humbling thing to remember because there's always more we can learn. Mm. There's always more that we have to learn. And um, to believe you are, you know everything about a certain topic mm. is um, a little a little hard to believe when there's so much out there we don't know yet. Mm. Moving on to verse 11, um, which uh, was when I was a child... I'm just going to quickly yep. abbreviate, make it a little quicker. I talked, I thought, and I reasoned like a child. Mm. And when I became a man or an adult, <laughs> I put my childish ways behind me. So, Jason, have you ever tried to reason with a child? Sometimes it's difficult. <laughs> Sometimes it's difficult. <laughs> Particularly like a, a two-year-old or a three-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're quite interesting ones, but they're, they're very strong-willed. Mm. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> um, but the question, however, this verse brings to mind is, at what point do we start to be mature in our faith? It's a really interesting question. Mm. So um, I feel for each person it's their own journey. But mm. um, for some it's like, is it when we reach a certain age? Is it the length of time we spend at church? Is it the, de- is it the day we decide to follow God and be a Christian? Mm. So... Um, you know, children who grow up in the church sometimes gain their own picture of God. And I think for some of us, it was, uh, you know, a judge who was punish us harshly if we have stepped out of line. Um, but for others, you know, it's God. It's awesome. He's, he's so mighty and strong. So um, I believe that the picture of God that we develop as children does impact our picture of Him as we become adults. But when we decide to become mature in the faith is where we get to really shape our picture of God, because we start to treat it seriously. Mm. So we can be serious about being a Christian by following all the rules, eat the right foods and such, but does that make us mature in our faith? Not necessarily. Mm, No. So... um, when we become mature in our walk with God, it's not necessarily that we are motivated by the fear of breaking rules, though, um, but the love that God has for us. And we're coming back to love here. Mm. As children, our parents lay down rules for us out of love, even though it doesn't feel like that at the time. Mm. It's all about perspective. And coming to perspective, let's read verse 12. I'm going to suggest we come back and read that after Let's our break. Let's have a break. <laughs> Thank you. If we can. I wasn't keeping an eye on time. Our question of you today, what is your picture of love and where do you think it comes from? Text mm. us in on 0488880891. Oh, come let us united sing. God is love. God is love. Let heaven and earth their praises bring God is love, God is love Let every soul from sin awake Let every heart sweet music 
make in sing with us for Jesus sake God is love God is love Oh sing to earth's most distant lands God is love God is love In Christ we are made whole again God is love God is love His blood has washed our sin away His spirit turned our night to day and with great joy our hearts can say God is love God is love One day we'll sing with all the saints God is love God is love We'll fully know them face to face God is love God is love While endless ages roll along We'll triumph at the heavenly throne And this shall be our sweetest song God is love This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with Carmelina Bacchino on our series, Connecting the Dots, and we're talking about what is love. And that song we just listened to was God is Love by Ginny Owens, a beautiful, simple little song. Mm. And I believe uh, Ginny Owens is one of our um, Australian songwriters. Oh, really? I think so. Maybe. I might be wrong on that. Beautiful song, Ginny. Okay. Now, we were going to get into verse 12 of this is the the, the last part of the concluding remarks. Yes. um, For 1 Corinthians Mm. chapter 13, our famous love chapter. Yep. So, before the break, we were talking about how looking at um, uh, rules and stuff is actually a matter of perspective. Yeah, and as a child, we tend to not like rules. Yeah. But as an adult, we understand that rules are for our benefit and that they are actually a loving thing. Absolutely. Mm. And um, verse 12 kind of shows how this perspective shifts. And um, did you want to read that one for me, please, Jason? For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. This, this reminds me of COVID and all of our non-face-to-face meetings Absolutely. that we had. <laughs> Sorry about that. You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Um, Absolutely. That's a great analogy. And that was an analogy I was going to use because, Mm. um, yes, we can use a mirror, but I feel like we are in the 22nd century now. Mm. (laughs) And so most most people, I say most because some may not, have something of a smartphone or a tablet or even um, a laptop Mm. and have probably done something known as FaceTime. 
Yeah, for FaceTime is like a video yeah. call. Video and, call, uh, whether Zoom. That Zoom, yep, all of those sort of things are yeah. similar, yeah. Back in the day, we used to call it Skype. Yes, Skype <laughs> uh, was a, uh, an early version of Earlier this. Earlier yeah. version, I think it was the OG. Um, I'm not sure, though. I was quite young then. But anyway, I want to ask you guys, how much do you see from their side when you are on FaceTime with another person? Well... You see, you know, a two-dimensional p- picture yeah. of who that person is and you can yeah. hear them. Yeah. But uh, you can't give them a hug. No, <laughs> you, no. You can't uh, fully see and know the person. It's much mm, harder to, to know them over Zoom or, so, or, or uh, FaceTime. Mm. So really, you can only see what fits within the camera. Mm. So unless this person moves around and shows you everything from every angle, your perspective of where they are is limited Mm. to what can come through the camera. Mm. So we know that FaceTime is nothing like being there, as you said, with the actual person. Face-to-face is always better. And as someone who has done presentations online and face-to-face, I can definitely say it is much better when you can see them. So much easier so to much have easier. a meeting in person. Mm. I, uh, I do do a lot of um, online-type meetings, but mm. I, I much prefer in-person meetings. There's nothing worse than saying a joke and you can't see or hear anyone respond to it. It's 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 horrible. Um, So what I'm using this analogy for is that you know we now we see only in part. Mm. So now here on Earth, we only see and know God in part, and it's the same about love. We only know and understand love in part, Mm. but then we shall see face to face. So um, then I like to, and I know no one can see me, I'm pointing to the sky. Then <laughs> when we get to heaven, we will be able to see God face to face. And then it's the same as you go to the next part of that verse. Now, here on earth, I know in part. Then I shall know fully, mm. even as I am fully known. And that's a beautiful part of that verse as well, mm. even as I am fully known, that, that you know, God knows us yes. he, because of his um, omniscience and, uh, you know, who he is. He knows us mm. fully, but but we can't know him fully yet. Absolutely. Mm. When we get to heaven, we will learn the depths, the widths, and the heights of God's love. Mm. And even more than we know now, we even more than we know ourselves, Mm. um, which is absolutely beautiful. Mm. And these verses show um, all of this concluding paragraph that we've covered. um, These show that love is something that helps us grow. Mm. Um, The concluding paragraph of a chapter reinforces that we do not know everything about love and that there is still more to learn. Our experiences from childhood to adulthood and how our, expe- our perspectives and understanding can change during that transition. And it reminds us that even though we do not know everything now, we can look forward to understanding everything when we meet God face to face. So that was our concluding paragraph. Yeah, when now, now we've got to get into the main body let's section. Let's get to the meat of it. Yeah. We didn't want to go into our concluding paragraph for too long, but I think that's what happened. But mm. that's okay. Our main body, verses 4 to 8a. This is probably the most famous section of this chapter. Jason, can you read it for this us? This is the one you see on uh, posters and on things posters, that are hung on your wall. Weddings. Weddings, yes. Everywhere. So love is patient and love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. 
It does not dishonor others.、Mm. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps records. Oh, sorry. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. Always trusts. Always hopes. Always perseveres. Love never fails. Amen. Love never fails. So. What is love? <laughs> well, now we have a pretty good description of yes, it here. Yes, absolutely. It's a lot of things,、mm. um, and I feel like this is the you know the most famous verse out there. But what we're going to do, we're going to do a little bit of an exercise.、Um, we're going to read this again, and I want to ask our viewers out there. I want to ask you. I think、I'll, I think they're listening rather than watching. Sorry, <laughs> I've been sick. I'm sorry.、Um, I want to ask you guys out there.、Um, I want to have a. I want you to have a go. If you're not driving, please. If you're driving, don't do this.、Um, but I want you to have a go at closing your eyes, and we're going to read these verses again. And I want you to try and give love a face. Um, try and picture a face when you hear these verses being read.、Mm. Um, did you want to read that for me, Jason? Just to read those same verses same again. Verses. So we're asking you to close your eyes as we read this. Yes, please. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails.、Mm. I want to ask you, Jason. Did you see a face? <laughs> Um, I had my eyes open because yeah, I was reading. Yeah, that is true. But <laughs> so does, does a face come to your mind when you hear these、um, these words at all? Well, I must admit, I think I think of my wife. Oh,、yeah. very nice. <laughs> I think she probably、um, uh, quite accurately reflects this. Oh, beautiful!、Mm, I can't necessarily say the same thing of myself, but、mm. well,、mm. that's always a challenge, and、um, you know, self reflection is a hard thing. And、um, but I want to challenge you, and I guess I want to challenge you, our listeners.、Um, we can sometimes forget what love looks like, even when it can embody someone we know, and.、Um, People exchange the word love like anything.、Um, I mean, this particular verse, they like to exchange the word for a significant other or perhaps a future partner、mm. um, to see if they match up with the biblical standard. I guess、mm. you could say of what love is. But I challenge you: put your own name there and in, have in a, the place of love. In the place of love. So Jason is patient. Yes, Jason is kind. Absolutely. And see whether that's a true statement. Absolutely. <laughs> have a moment of self-reflection. And self-awareness, it can be very difficult because、mm. I'm not always kind. I'm not always patient, and I sometimes boast and I'm sometimes proud. So、um, having those moments can help us try and get ourselves as close to a Christ-like character as we can. Because what's not a better thing to try and endeavor for to have a Christ-like character or a Christ-like heart?、Mm. Love ourselves enough to aim for that. And if we are looking for these qualities in someone else,、um, we should at least aim to have these qualities for ourselves.、Mm. Um, we're also going to be moving on now. That was our main body, and it really brings out a description of、um, mm. what love is, and it helps us to look out for what it is, so we can recognize it. 
We've got one minute for our introduction before we go to a break. I'm wondering, do we have time to read it? Well, let's start it. Yes, let's read it. Let's read it. And so now we're reading verse 1 to 3. And it says, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. Mm. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Thank you for reading that, Jason. And I'm sure we'll unpack that um, after the break. We will. Did you want me to give you a quick description of our book today? Yes, in a moment. I just wanted to uh, mention, because I don't think I've said this today, all of Mm. the readings so far we've been doing out of the New International Version. Very good. (laughs) Um, So if you're trying to follow along in your version and it's not matching, you'll know Mm. why. Yes, sorry about that. So our book offer today. Yes, our book offer today is called Every Heart's Cry, A Search for Unconditional Love and Emotional Connection in an Unperfect World by Daniel Synot. A practical and spiritual guide exploring the cry of the heart and the path to connection. Our hearts are starving and crying out for connection. Is there a deeper spiritual battle going on? Where did we lose our connection and how can we get it back? We're wearing, we're wearing masks to hide our pain, not realizing that God is calling us to do the opposite, to be real, vulnerable and connected with him and one another. Every heart's cry is to be heard, connected and loved unconditionally. It's time to take the journey. It's time to reconnect. And we'll give you the code to claim this book. It's a beautiful book Mm. right after the break. This is A Love That Will Not Let Me Go by Indelible Grace. Oh, love that will not let me go I rest my weary soul in thee I give thee back the life I owe That in thine ocean depths its flow May richer, fuller be O light that followest all my way I yield my flickering torch to thee My heart restores its borrowed ray That in thy sunshine's blaze its day May brighter, fairer be O joy that seekest me through pain I cannot close my heart to thee I trace the rainbow through the rain And feel the promises not vain That morn shall tearless be O cross that liftest up my head I dare not ask to fly from Thee I lay in dust life's glory dead 
And from the ground there blossoms rest Life that shall endless peace Life that shall endless peace Endless peace Endless listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're finishing up our program and uh, Carmelina Bikino has been presenting on the topic of what is love. Now before the break we talked about our book offer today that's called Every Heart's Cry, The Search for Unconditional Love and Emotional Connection in an Imperfect World. Our code for the book, here it is, CONNECT34, C-O-N-N-E-C-T, number three, number four. Text that in with no spaces in it to 0488880891 to claim your free book offer today. And uh, we did have a Margie texting in saying that uh, her impression of love is, of course, God. He is the ultra example of love. Mm. And uh, then secondly, um, relating to her granddaughter, Mm. and cuddling up to her and to her father. Mm. So the relationship between uh, her granddaughter and her father. It's beautiful, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, beautiful. Thanks for sharing this morning, Margie. And, of course, she mentions their love, peace, and protection. Mm. They're all beautiful things. Absolutely. Mm. Now, um, we just read the opening remarks of this chapter. Yes. And uh, we're going to talk about that now. Absolutely. The introduction of the chapter, verses 1 to 3. And um, so, if you remember back, I guess the question is, in these verses, what is love? And um, it doesn't necessarily say, this is the f- uh, similar to um, the concluding paragraph, where it doesn't give you a description of love. But what it does do is um, show that without love, everything we do is worth nothing. So what are the different aspects to these verses? And I'm just going to quickly outline them. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, this I've always related to if I preach and speak to the masses and share the gospel. Mm. Um, And then we've also got if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all the knowledge. So that one's quite quite explanatory, you know, understanding of doctrine and outlining the mysteries of what's to come and to tell the world what's ahead. And then we have, if I have all the faith, if I have faith to move mountains. So as with your um, discussion two weeks ago with Mm. what is faith, you know, this is a very important aspect of our lives. Um, We, you know, imagine to have all your needs met by God through faith alone. Mm. There's also other things there. Give to the poor, surrender your body, sacrifice your physical body. There's so many verses that talk about how if we sacrifice our lives for God, um, it's seen as a good and perfect thing. Mm. But even if we do that and we do not have love, I gain nothing. Mm. So each of these points are showing stuff we are called to do. None of these things are incorrect. We are told to do these things. Mm. But what it's 
trying to pinpoint is why are we doing these things? Mm. What's the motivation? Yes. So an introduction of a paragraph is used to set the scene and provide the initial definitions of a of a chapter. So before it starts talking about what God is, what God is, sorry, what love is, and it starts talking about how our understanding changes and gives us room to grow, it is pointing out that without love, everything we are called to do is worth nothing. Mm. So um it's reinforcing why we do it, what motivates you to serve. And I want to quickly tell a very brief story about when I was a young person and I was involved in worship. Now, you were one of my mentors when I was in worship, mm, Jason. So yeah. this is going to be interesting for you. <laughs> so when I was a young person, I probably started uh, I started singing in front of church. I've always been a singer um, since I was two. My mom pulled me and my mum and my, my aunties pulled us, all us kids, up to the front of church. So I was never scared of doing that. However, what started happening was over time, um, it just started becoming a little bit of a chore to just always be put up the front of church to sing and just to do it. And after a while, it started becoming a little tedious to me. At the same time, I loved the role because, as I've said a number of times on this show, I was a kid who loved attention. You'd like to so be the centre of attention. I loved being the centre of attention. Mm. A bit different now as an adult. but you'd, you'd like to be up the front. I loved being up the front. <laughs> I loved having all eyes on me. Um, so I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> um, but also at the same time, um, I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. Mm. I started to... Um, I started to really do it for me, mm. and I wasn't serving God. Mm. So, not out of no, uh, not out of love, not out yeah. of love. So, this was one of the biggest lessons I had to learn as a Christian when I started to mature in the faith, and I and I started to understand, or not fully, but I started to gain an understanding of God's love, mm. and I started to look at my role a little differently. So, I started to ask myself, Carmelina, why are you doing this? Like, you know, I'd actively ask myself, is this for you or is this for church or is this for God? Why are you doing this? So my attitude started to shift. And um, because I was a leader, I I didn't feel right to abandon my duties and I was grappling with what motivated me to serve at church. Um, To help me get on the right path, I started to remind myself of my motivations before I did anything music-related. So... I'll be walking up to the front of church and I'll be praying in my mind. This is for you, God, not me. This is to serve you. This is to glorify you. This is to worship you. Take me out of it. It's not about Mm. me. Lord, this Mm. is for you. And if I didn't do that, I always, I always felt like it will, it didn't go very well. Um, It's it's a message that as I, when I lead a Mm. a worship team, I always reinforce that Mm. when we come to worship, we give, we're coming to give ourselves to God, not to draw attention to ourselves. Absolutely. Mm. And um, it's, it's, it's such an important thing to understand when you're someone who um, is up the front of people a lot and you have to present. You start to learn these skills of public speaking, of mm. being very good to be uh, at being in front of a crowd. But we need to also remember why. Mm. Why am I singing? Why am I choosing to serve in this role? And... Um, so I serve God now not out of pride or out of obligation, and I don't serve out of self-gain. I serve in church out of the response mm. of the love God has for me and out of my love for the people of the church and who I'm serving. Mm. So if love is not the reason why we are 
serving or why we are worshipping, why are we doing it? Mm. And, and that's what Paul's really saying, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. It's of it's little value if, uh, if it doesn't come from love. Absolutely. So um, I just want to quickly summarize what we've covered today. And so for, uh, our concluding paragraph says, um, you know, there's more to learn about love and God. And also it's saying to rise up to the challenge of being mature in the faith, to mm. learn how to follow God out of love more than fear. Also, be ready to have your perspective of love be shaped by God mm. to help you to further understand the love He has for you. Sometimes that yeah. comes through uh, some discipline and pruning, as God says. That a little bit away. Our shaping <laughs> sometimes is not comfortable. I don't think it's often comfortable. Mm. Um, you know, they say when you walk through the fire, mm. you know, is it? Uh, it's, yeah. it's a fire. It's a fire. It's not comfortable, but we become <laughs> no, refined through we that. We become yeah. refined, and um, God promises to walk with us through that as well. And then coming from that, apply the characteristics of love God has outlined for you and practice looking for them in others. It's, it's not easy to have a moment of self-awareness, but doing so can do so much for us. Also, know the reason for why you serve. The devil loves a faker, Mm. but God wants your heart, and he knows your heart. It's too easy to fake, but God knows you a bit more. And my final point for today, the reason to know the love love God has for you is actually found in John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. This is reading from the New King James Mm. Version. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son, send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Thank you, Jason. The greatest faith, hope, The greatest of faith, hope, and love is love. And God has a love for you that is greater than the greatest faith and hope you can have in Him. God's love for you is greater than your faith in Him, so much that He sent His Son to die so that you might be saved. The price has been paid. Let us not forget the love love God has for every one of us and the choice to accept it and to live it is yours alone. Mm. So what is love? And do you have it? <laughs> Thank you, Carmelina. Thank I want you. to acknowledge a text message. It's a very long one. Wow. We, we couldn't read it all out from no. Lance. Thank you for uh, sending that in. We're going to read that and we'll respond to that. Thank you, Lance. Next week on Connecting the Dots, we're going to do a bit of a summary, a review and highlights of this year. And so join us next Friday. But on Monday, we've got Afi Tuaoi with Hosea chapter 12 to 14. That's the final uh, study with with uh, Afi on the book of Hosea. Mm. So do join us on Monday. This is Love One Another by James David Carter. May God bless you today. Yes. Love one another as I have loved you. Bear with each other and always be Stronghold 
Rain down on your day.